find. We offer an oil change, tire rotation, and inspect your vehicle to make sure your vehicle is running its best. That includes free pickup and delivery within the shared city limits. Plus, if your vehicle is in need of any mechanical repairs, we have the best team of technicians to get you up and running. Wearing Chevrolet, 107 East Alger. Is Wyoming Corporate Office your one-stop shop for everything you need for your Wyoming-based business, LLC, or corporation formulation? Yes. Service of process and mail forwarding services? Indeed. Fulfill the legal requirements for small businesses based in Wyoming? Absolutely. Wyoming Corporate Office provides the communication between your business and the state, so you don't have to. Learn more by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com today. Hi, this is Laura from Harker Mellinger. Our advisory services are designed for entrepreneurs and small business owners so you can focus on your business. Our relationship is customized for what you want and need to ensure your business is as efficient as it should be. We will evaluate your business and provide solutions you will benefit from. We will coach you through each step of the process from start to finish. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. Novus Autoglass does more than just chip and windshield replacement. Hi, this is Cindy, and here at Novus Autoglass, we can replace window regulators, door glass, back glass, and many more other options. Big or small, we can fix them all. Novus Autoglass can also service and recalibrate lane departure and other safety systems. Come see us at our new location, 1034 Broadway Street, or call us at 307-672-0139 to set up an appointment. Shop our July savings event at Shipton's Big R. It's time to get clipping. Coupons, that is. A booklet of more than 130 coupons is available now in your mailbox and at each and every one of our stores. Also on our website at Shipton'sBigR.com. The coupon is required in order to receive the discount. 50 cents off all bags of Rucker candy with coupon. 15% off Twisted X footwear with coupon. Present your coupon and receive these great deals. $5 off a 27-foot ratchet strap. 10% off Rust-Oleum spray paint and $15 off a pool candy motorized pool tube. Save $10 with your purchase of a large bag of Science Diet dog food. Now is the time to get clipping. Coupon savings on firearms, lawn and garden items, feed, farm and ranch products, and many other items in our store. It's our annual July coupon extravaganza going on right now. Shipton's Big R on Sugarland Drive in Sheridan. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am joined this morning by the Sheridan County Commissioners, Alan Thompson and Commission Chairwoman, Christy Haswell. Good morning, Commissioners. Good morning, Floyd. Now, how was your rodeo weekend? I'll start with you, Chairwoman. Uh, did you have some fun out there? You know, it, it was a good week. Um, hit the parade, um, some of the events downtown, and then I, I have to admit, we, we snuck out of town to go to the reservoir so just Having enjoying the good the weather lake. finally yeah, yeah absolutely finally drying out enough where you can yeah. go and lay out without having to worry about getting <laughs> rained on exactly. right uh how about you commissioner for the first time in 28 years i did not attend any night of the rodeo <laughs> um and uh yeah I, on to 
in some respects I did miss it you know it's a great time to catch up with people that you haven't seen um, it's a good uh, it's a great event I mean I think the performances this year were phenomenal um, my daughter was there every night reporting back to us and having a great time but um, I just enjoyed the um, kind of a slower paced uh, rodeo week did a little motorcycle riding and um, just kind of enjoyed it you know that is actually one of the questions that I was gonna ask you uh, I know you loved being sheriff but it kind of had to be nice maybe just you know first time would you say 28 years 28 years you didn't have to worry about your you know managing the team making sure that uh, boots were on the ground here here and here right i mean it's it, it had to have a little bit of relief right yeah well now granted 28 years is is you know my count of that three of those years i was part of the problem before i might before i ended in law enforcement. <laughs> and then for 25 years with the police department and the sheriff's office then i was involved in um, some aspect of the rodeo for all of those years so um yeah it was nice um really looking back on it what was nice about it was not worrying about my phone ringing yeah um so you know it, it by all accounts from the outside looking in it looked like it went off without a hitch um Sheriff Dominguez reported to us at staff meeting on Monday morning that it was a, a good week, you know, nothing out of the normal, um, just a, you know, a good week of uh, um, revelry and, and good good times in Sheridan County. And so I'm very happy for that. Um, you know, I, we have great, um, the, the process is has been around for close to 100 years now. So, I mean, I think the people that are running <laughs> that show have it kind of down. Yeah. And law enforcement is, uh, um, you know, well in tune with what the needs are uh, and, during that time. So the police department and the sheriff's office do a great job every year with that. And I love the partnership uh, that is formed yeah. uh, with our law enforcement agencies here. Um, you know, knowing that everybody has everyone's back no matter what goes on. And, and yeah. that's great to see. Yeah. Uh, just a real one last question about the rodeo. Favorite event, favorite rodeo event. Oh, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one because I love some of the like kind of rodeo openers with the little kids oh, trying yeah. to get on top of animals <laughs> right. and they're right. you know there's four of them out there chasing <laughs> a little um, mutton busting or something yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but I would have to say the bull riding yeah at the end of the night yeah it's just how they put that in order and how it ends with that yeah it just. Yeah, that's a good one at the end of the evening. Bull riding. Yep. That's that's a great event. How about you? I, I'm going to have to go with the bull riding also, but I think it's probably because it is the last event of the night at the Sheridan Wyo Rodeo, and you look forward to that, you know, the whole evening, seeing that that final event, one last chance for a 90-plus point ride. Oh, yeah. Um, those We had great riders. Mm -hmm. If they put the, you know, saddle bronc last in the evening, that might be my favorite. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Just something that you're always constantly <laughs> but, looking yeah, forward that, to. Yeah, that rough stock stuff, I think, is uh, the most exciting for me. Absolutely. And now, Commissioner Thompson, I, uh, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, the elephant leaving the room? The elephant leaving <laughs> <laughs> You will resign at the end of the month, and for those who may not know, can you tell us the reasoning behind that decision? Yeah, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I started um, contemplating my plans for after law enforcement, and um, you know, I, I came to the realization that I wasn't going to run again um, as sheriff, uh, you know, last year. So I was going to retire out of law enforcement in December of 22, and um, one of the things that I had you know a lot of interest in is continuing to work with the wyoming chiefs and sheriffs association and uh that, that just wasn't in the stars 
when you're looking at planning ahead two years in advance it just wasn't wasn't going to happen um and you know that type of public service I, I do really enjoy so yeah. um i i looked at the commissioner opportunity and decided that that's definitely the path that i was going to go it's kind of a part-time gig i was going to um, maybe go back to college and do some to some other things while i was um, serving in the commission should i have been elected and that's the the path that happened and then um early this year and um i don't know like april or so i found out that there was going to be an opening as with the executive director position with the Wyoming Association of Sheriffs and Chiefs of Police. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would say that it, um, from my, my experience and uh, my interest right now, uh, that's about as close to a dream job as you can um, imagine for me. And uh, so I, I thought about it, talked with my family, and, and decided to apply for it. And um, in early June, was selected to uh, take the reins of that organization as the executive director starting July 1. Now, as I said before, the commission position is a part-time position, but uh, this this WASCOP executive director position is is a very time-consuming or can be a very time-consuming position. Um, I would anticipate being out of town for up to a couple months at a time during the business week. Wow. Um, so, you know, when the legislative session is going, um, reporting back to the the to the members what what's going on with certain bills and you know what's you know being discussed down in Cheyenne it's important to have someone there that's you know boots on the ground listening firsthand not just watching it on YouTube yeah and uh, and you know then then my position in Sheridan County would suffer and you know I kind of likened it to the the days when I started my law enforcement career when you're working that 24 7 365 days a year schedule you know and uh and you're in the national guard too yeah um and i, I think you've experienced this too you not a lot be, of free weekends on that you can be successful in one but you can't be successful yeah. in both so um you know i made the decision that uh I, I needed to focus on one or the other and and um you know my experience i think um uh, with with wascop and um what what they've been doing across the state for you know my five years as sheriff um really pulled me towards that and um you know it's <laughs> it's a horrible position to be in to be seven months into your four-year term and resign from an elected position and uh you know I, I put a lot of thought into that and a lot of uh um you know hope that that wasn't something that it would come down to but here we are and um I did make the decision to give it my all with Wascop. a lot of sleepless nights on this yeah it is and you know, there's a lot of people that you talk to on the on the campaign trail, and then at, when you're in office, and um, you know, uh, that's hard to walk away from. But I also feel like my um, my reach can now expand across the state in an area that I'm maybe even more prepared for than I have been as a commissioner. So hopefully, it works out. Now, your duties in this new position—they uh, sound like they're going to be pretty representative type of, of duties, going down, making sure. You're uh, watching legislation that's coming up, uh, getting to know individuals that may be pushing legislation either way. What other duties are included in this position? You know, the, the majority of the behind-the-scenes stuff is um, coordinating with other entities that would partner with the members of WASCOP. And now the members of WASCOP are sheriff's offices, police departments, state law enforcement agencies, even some of our federal partners that work within Wyoming. DCI? Yes, correct. Yeah. Highway Patrol, um, your, you know, any number of municipal agencies from one or two people departments to 
you know, our larger ones over 100. So um, it's quite the it's quite the mix, really. And of course, you know, you're over the whole state of Wyoming. You know, the the number of agencies that you have and the counties, every, everything's a little bit different in each corner of the state. So um, so being kind of that voice or or that conduit of information for them, um, you know, grant opportunities, uh, training opportunities, um, you know, working with entities like POST, which is the Peace Officer Standards and Training with the Academy, the Wyoming Law Enforcement Academy on, uh, you know, relevant conduct, uh, content for your basic programs and then advanced training programs. And so, you know, WASCOP just, and, and you know, one of the other things is working a lot with uh, state entities that, uh, you know, WASCOP could act as a pass-through for grants. Um, one of those great opportunities is with the crisis inter- intervention training that we talk a lot about in here yeah. in Sheridan County. Both the chief and the sheriff, you know, have a goal of having all of their members trained in that crisis inter- intervention process. And there's grant funding available to pay for that training. And not only to pay for the training, but to, to pay for that missing officer or deputy on the street, you know, bringing somebody in on overtime to cover that vacancy that exists because somebody's in training. So um, those types of things that um, have, have happened because WASCOP is able to ask it, act as a conduit of that um, funding coming from the state through to the agency. Well, I wish you all the best of luck, my friend. Will you relocate or are you going to stay here in Sheridan? Yeah, so I have an office in my home now um, and by I will stay here in Sheridan. Um, but I won't be here in Sheridan very often. I'll be on the road quite a bit. So um, depending on the time of the year, um, like I said, you know, in the, in the early part of the year, uh, probably the whole months of January, February, and March, I'll probably be out of town. And then um, lots of other things going on a couple, couple weeks a month. I'll be on the road, I'm sure. I would love to get you in here once you're settled. Okay. And if anything has, you know, a hurdle or anything like that pops up that you we just didn't foresee or anything like that having those conversations uh you know i would love to sneak you in here and maybe like a year uh you know after all the dust yeah <laughs> settled down <laughs> sure, around you sure. now yeah. chairwoman what happens in the process to select a replacement now so i would just add briefly to uh, wascop is very fortunate to have yes, Commissioner Thompson, are. and the state's really fortunate to have him. This is this is Alan's dream job, and and we we are all really excited for him. So um, I can already tell you, you're going to do great. I already know that. <laughs> right, I know. It's not even a question. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so um, per statute, eighteen three five twenty four, once the vacancy becomes open. So on July 31st, I'll notify the um, Republican Central Committee. So Brian Miller is currently the chairman. Um, Let him know about the vacancy. They will then have 20 days to select three names to send to the county commissioners. Um, And and I know they'll have a process. The Republican Party is going to have a process in place for how they they select that person. You know, I, I think there's a, I haven't had a chance to, to read the email that went out this morning, but, um, you know, a cover letter, resume, that sort of thing. Um, being able to present yourself to the committee, uh, precinct men and women, um, who will then vote on those three people. The commissioners then have 20 days to select one of those names. Um, if, sorry, I'm just looking at the statute no, here. No, please, And then please. if, if um, 
if within those 20 days um, we haven't selected a name, um, a district judge would fill the vacancy by appointing a qualified elector um, belonging to the Republican Party. Um, and it doesn't have to be one of those three names. It can be any registered Republican that expresses interest in the position. Now, for those who don't know why, why is the Republican Party allowed to select these individuals over anyone else? Because uh, Commissioner Thompson is a registered Republican. Because the yep, Republicans won Republican. the seat. Yep, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Now, if anybody out there is listening, they may be interested. They're like, oh, wow, this is a fantastic opportunity. What do they need to do? What's their first step? So um, they would just need to get a hold of Brian Miller. Um, folks can can email me. I don't want to give his email out on the air. Um, but if folks wanted to email or call me, um, I'd be happy to pass off that information. But if they get a hold of Brian Miller, he'll get them on the list and make sure they have the information they need. And you can find the chairwoman's email address on the Sheridan County website. Yes. Can't we? All yep. right. So a little bit of research, folks, and uh, just email our chairwoman. She will pass that information on. And we're going to have more with our Sheridan County commissioners right after this. So you're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Share it. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Hi, this is Elizabeth. And JT with EBIA Hearing and Sound. Hearing well is living well, and we're here to help. Not only are we able to provide premier hearing aid technology with Bluetooth and AI, but we can address the environment in which you are hearing. Our sound consultation services tailor solutions to fit your needs. Whether at work, at church, or at home, if you're struggling to hear, we can help. Call EBIA Hearing and Sound today, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. Summer's here. That means warm weather road trips. You're ready, but is your car ready? Are your tires safe for hot weather driving? Midas Tire and Auto has rebates on name brand tires. Is your vehicle's air conditioning running on empty? New or old, including the most recent YF Freon systems, Midas works on all AC systems. Getting and keeping you safely on the road for this summer's travels. See Midas Tire and Auto on East Brundage Lane in Sheridan. Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have cool clear water when you talk to your pets this is what they hear wah, 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 wah. and your dog replies <coughs> 
Hey, Mr. Whiskers, I think he's saying we're getting new dog and cat food from Northwest Naturals. Raw diets for dogs and cats sold locally only at the Health Nut. He says Northwest Naturals has cat treats, too. Which means you guys stay here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. Message and data rates may apply. You may receive up to four messages a month, and you may text stop to stop. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. I am with the Sheridan County Commissioners, Alan Thompson and Chairwoman Christy Haswell. Now, the Planning and Zoning Commission will be discussing an ACME special district. Uh, I'll I'll let whoever wants to charge forward on this go with it. Uh, (laughs) What defines a special district? So, in this situation, um, the special district kind of, I guess, adds a layer to the planning and zoning beyond it just being agricultural or industrial. So, uh, for example, if this were to go into the ACME Special Use District and anyone in those industrial lands wanted um, to build out a business, either their current business um, and operations or new operations, they would have to provide a master plan to the county um, that would go through planning and zoning before it would come to the commissioners. And we'd be able to talk about, okay, well, what setbacks do we want? What kind of lighting do we want out there? It's really it's really to protect the area out there oh, because wow. as it's zoned industrial, and a lot of it is out there, um, there aren't a lot of guidelines limiting what folks can do with that industrial property so right now i can go in there and do uh, and, and build something that may be detrimental to the land around it. it could be and and the county couldn't do anything about it and so this will help to govern that area mm-hmm. that's essentially the yeah. special district so and, and i'll just read this this first sentence um from the proposed amendment uh, it's the intent of the acme special use district to encourage uses that offer potential for economic development and job creation for sheridan county in a matter that sustains community character natural space and scenic values associated with the tongue river valley so uh, you know and i I think there's been some misunderstanding um, out in the public um, folks reading potential for economic development, and they think the commissioners want to throw in smokestacks and, you know, industrial uses out there, and that is not not the case at all. Um, the opposite is is actually true. We want to encourage that economic development, but make sure it aligns with our community values and natural resources. So n- n- no throwing a 1919 coal power plant out there by any means. No. <laughs> no concrete batch plants. Um, no feedlots, um, no cement manufacturing, no hot mix plant. I mean, there's a list of prohibited um, uses in the Acme Special Use District that are not prohibited right now. You know, the Sheridan uh, County Conservation District has done some amazing work out there. Uh, Until I sat down and spoke with Carrie, the list of problems 
that that area faced. Uh, I, I had no idea how, how hard and difficult it was mm-hmm. out there. You know, it, it, I just don't understand, and, and I'm not trying to fault anyone at all here, but I don't understand how it was left in the condition that it was left in. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with with the things laid around it near the river, things like that. It just kind of really took me back, uh, put me on my heels a little bit. So it's good to know that uh, it, this special district has been proposed, but it hasn't been passed, correct? It it has not. And and as you mentioned, we, we wanted to have the right amount of, of meetings around this um, to be able to communicate the 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 mission um or the objectives of this special district and also you know i attended one of the public meetings where we were taking public comment and so we wanted to make sure that we were we were hearing concerns the public had and being able to communicate um you know some answers back so but we we won't see it until um october 3rd okay so it's it's not even coming up there no all right no we've still got some time now ma'am if somebody wanted to research the information that you have right there in your hand where would they find that it is on our county website fantastic so all they got to do is jump on there look for special districts and everything first page where we have all of our releases of um orders and amendments it would be right there fantastic all right folks so if you want to look into that and then attend one of these public meetings add your opinion go in there informed all you got to do is go to the Sheridan County website. What is road and bridge working on this season? <laughs> a, little, a little bit of everything. That was a little ominous. Yeah. No, they, they, when are they not working on something? No, That's those, the question, they're busy right? down there. Um, you know, after a kind of a very challenging winter season and keeping the roads put together with all of that moisture and through the springtime, um, you know, they rolled right into the dust suppression projects and um, and then focusing on some of those areas that uh, you know we had some fences down because of plowing we had um, culvert drainage issues we had more water flowing in certain areas than um, we normally do so culverts weren't handling that um, so they've been doing a lot of that um, band-aid fix and then getting back now as, as summer proceeds and it starts to dry out to, to really fix those sections um, you have you know uh, gravel projects you know just those projects to rehabilitate rehabilitate those some of those roads that's ongoing um, they've been working on uh, red grade um, you know punching through initially to get the snow off the road and then dealing with that inches and inches of rainfall that came thereafter wow, yeah um, so there was a little bit of a uh, I wouldn't say a delay but um, you know there, there wasn't any sense in going up there and blading those um, uh, rough areas when we were having two inches of snow come next or rain coming next Tuesday. So um, I think they're finally at the point where um, red, red grade is, um, you know, in the, in the best position that it can be in um, for this time of year. So um, and then now we're looking back at uh, the dust suppression um, that was put on what areas now are we probably going to have to reapply. So um, it's kind of a, a little bit of everything. When they were giving you the reports of the situation, um, how bad was it when it came to the amount of precipitation that we received? Uh, I mean, we we talk to people and and hear about culverts. Maybe someone out there doesn't understand how bad that can get if a culvert cannot handle the amount of water. I mean, you can have a pretty bad flood situation. Yeah, and, you know, water is one of the most powerful... um, events that can happen regardless of what man has done to the ground just look at what water does to 
um, you know, the, the surface out there without man-made things like roads and buildings. Um, and then you put a road in, and a road is a barrier. It's a dam. You know, you have a culvert on, or a, a borrow ditch on each side that's supposed to take that drainage. Well, when large amounts of water are coming down and they're trying to get through a 12-inch culvert and you needed a 24 for this one rain event, um, it's that water is going to find its way somewhere. Yep. And usually it's going to go in that softest areas right around where that culvert was placed. So that washes out your road and the culvert and, um, in, and you know, your road's then impassable um, for the short period. So, um, you know, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult. And um, getting the fix out there after the fact, you know, is, is sometimes difficult also. So a lot of work involved in that. Did they make it sound like there was a lot of these? that had to be replaced we got to go and you know i don't i don't have a count on culverts but we had a lot of washed out roads um and everybody you know you can't be all places at once right so it, it took us a couple of weeks to to get to all those places um but i i think we really kind of lucked out i mean we had the areas that flooded that normally flood every year um but you know, we kept watching the weather and, and working with Jesse Ludicows and, and he was working with NOAA and, oh, we have another one coming. We need to get more sand, more sandbags. And, and it, it could have been way we worse. Sure. Yeah. We, we really lucked out. Yeah. I want to thank yeah. Jesse Ludicows for all of his preparation. He did a fantastic he, job he this did. year. He did. Fantastic job. And what's also interesting is when you look at the um, rainfall records, um, you look at like some of the official sites and then you talk to people that have rain gauges in their yards. The localized rain across Sheridan County was so vastly different. My house just south of town, we might have gotten an inch and a half out of one rainstorm. Two miles away, they got three inches in that wow. same rainstorm. So um, usually our runoff is what the flooding issues come from. And it comes from a, a wet snow and then a rain and then warm temperatures and then it all kind of comes off the mountain at once um we luckily didn't have that mm -hmm. but the rain events that we had were so um drastically different on the local level and even short distance local level that's where you saw some of the um water events occur in areas we've we've never had water events um you know like my house my 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 basement flooded this year in the month of june i've never had that issue before and my sump was working um but i we just had so much rainfall that my just french couldn't drain up. couldn't take it mm -hmm. so it came up the seams in the in the basement concrete so i had a friend in uh, cheyenne he was a warrant officer uh, invited me over to his house to help him drag everything up from his basement <laughs> I think it ended up being around 67,000, maybe a little bit more in damages. He watched oh. his window well, he said. He yeah. watched it just fill up, yeah. and then and it he, burst. he was standing on the stairs when yeah. it exploded. Oh and he yeah. said it was, it was like someone just gutted him. Yeah. And just watching his entire yeah. yard flow into, into his, his basement. basement. His son, <laughs> bless him, sat in a Tupperware container with a paddle <laughs> oh and would go get things for his dad it was <clears throat> yeah. horrible then so I, I, I tell that silly story but uh, yeah, yeah rain rain can can change someone's life and it's really interesting that you bring up that over here inch and a half over here three inches you know uh it really kind of creates a well joe doesn't have a problem but jim is living the nightmare uh and so th this year's precipitation from 
different perspectives, I mm-hmm. suppose. And and now we know why. If someone's talking about it to somebody else and they say, well, it wasn't that bad for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. And it flooded my crops out. All right, I got to take a quick commercial break. We're going to have more of our Sheridan County Commissioners right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KRW, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Sundowners Lions Club is receiving these funds for random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Wyoming Corporate Office is the trusted business choice behind thousands of businesses. Whether it's business formation, payroll, corporate paperwork, mail scanning service, or small business phone service, Wyoming Corporate Office powers over 100,000 businesses worldwide and locally. This makes Wyoming Corporate Office the state's largest business-to-business service provider located right here in Sheridan, Wyoming. If you're drowning in corporate paperwork looking for someone with an unmatched experience that cares and wants to be your partner in making your business successful, trust that Wyoming Corporate Office can and help you focus on what makes your business tick. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Welcome to Hammer Creek. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. We have only one home remaining in Hammer Creek. This beautiful new home is nestled in a four-home cul-de-sac at the back of Woodland Creek Estates. 342 Hammer Creek is a ranch-style four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath with over 2,200 square feet. This great open floor plan with two-sided fireplace has landscaping and partially fenced yard. Give us a call today at 675-BEST or go online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by eXp. It's the captain here with Captain Clean. Professional carpet cleaning is our expertise. All of us clean our bed sheets and dirty clothes routinely, but why not our carpets? It's gross. Even if you take your shoes off, your carpets are always getting dirty. Just call the captain for your 100% free estimate or to schedule your next carpet cleaning. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable options for healthy living. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support, personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Let's get those paintbrushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. I am with Sheridan County Commissioners Alan Thompson and Chairwoman Christy Haswell. Uh, We were just sharing some flood stories. Uh, It's just rough on everyone. That is such an expensive thing to try and come back from. Uh, I hope everybody uh, made it through the year 
Okay. Uh, now, speaking about uh, making it through the year, the airport's been under construction for quite some time. How are we doing out there? Yes, brand new terminal. We're so excited. Um, Robert Gill is just, he's done a, a really nice job managing that through completion. We have a, a few aesthetic things that need to be finished up there, just some supply chain issues to get those finishing touches on, but the baggage carousel's in and working. Um, yeah. It, it looks great. You know, when it comes to those supply chain issues, we're still facing these, it, right? I, I, I have yeah. to shake my head at the right. same time. I thought our system had a couple more uh, contingency plans right. behind it. And then COVID hit, and right. I learned how thin everything really is. Yeah. Uh, it, Two and a half years later, we're still, still dealing, dealing with this. With it. It's just kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, so you've been out there. You've looked at it. Uh, it's it's nice. Or? We, we had a tour... Um, Gosh, it's May. it's been over yeah, it's a couple months now. Um, so we haven't I haven't flown through there since it's been completed, um, but yeah, it's it's just the finishing some wall paneling that needs to go in that we're waiting on. Do, do they report a huge bump in in seats sold during YO Rodeo, or does that kind of stay pretty pretty even keel? No, I don't remember during the rodeo week if there's a definite. Well, I mean, what we're dealing with right now is there's a limited number of seats, and they've been mm -hmm. filling up in a greater time in advance, um, you know, going into the summer season. So yeah. I'm not sure that it um, would have shown up this year because those flights probably would have been mostly wow, anyway. booked out already. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's a good thing, though. I mean, it, people are really using the airport. It is. Um, we We are hoping we can get a second flight for folks um because as alan mentioned the flights are filling up so fast then you're forced to to have to go somewhere else yeah um so but you know like everyone else the airlines are still working with employee shortages pilot shortages so hope, hoping to see that turn around soon but um yeah the seats we've got are, are full again uh, you know, I feel that that's uh, also still part of the tsunami of COVID that came through. We're still seeing some wash out there. Now, uh, real quick, uh, I just wanted to touch on this for a moment to help people understand. There's been an amendment to the sheriff's office remodel. What's changed? Yeah. So the um, once again, the supply chain issues. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a ret design group um, helped us uh, engineer. The, the processes for that uh, morgue corner building and the basement remodel. And, you know, just to give you an example, as when I was sheriff, I had been working for several years to try and get that basement area remodeled for a professional training environment. It was already being used by several of our neighboring agencies. We had a, you know, a, a mat, you know, wrestling mat training room. So yeah. we could do custom control um, stuff down there but it just looked like 1982 and acoustics were bad for lectures in there um, you know some of the equipment that you would uh, use for training classes um, a lot of that's classroom and practical combined and you want to have those close by we couldn't do those at the same time because it was just one big room so we looked at some options down there and I'm like oh if we just wall this off here and you know we can have offices down here should we get proposals for it but you know, I'm, I'm not a construction guy at all. And when you do something of that uh, magnitude, we need to look at the ADA compliance and uh, the staircase that comes out of that room as an extra exit from that pretty large area underneath the sheriff's office. I mean, we had to redo that. Um, since construction in 82, 
we've added a server room down there that needed to be more secure and have better um, HVAC system in there to keep it cool. Oh, we um, understand that up here. You I'll know tell what you. I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that became an issue with the staircase. So we definitely needed that um, that mechanical and physical uh, evaluation by professionals that do this. So, um, Aret Design Group has been on a project that should have lasted about nine months, and I think we're on the second year of it. <laughs> so the amendment to that is to cover their uh, their costs associated with it. So that's the amendment. They've got to yeah. go kind of continue, continue doing what they're yeah. doing and, and yeah. make sure that we're falling within all these uh, regulations and policy. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty easy. Now, recently, the Sheridan County Commissioner unanimously approved resolution 2307013 the budget appropriation for fiscal year 2023-2024 chairwomen how was the budgeting process this year you know every time i talk to commissioner ringley he's like it's it's easy stuff <laughs> you know and to someone like uh, commissioner ringley it is pretty easy stuff <laughs> right you know it's it's seamless process and that's in in huge thanks um, to our clerk as budget officer, Ida Thompson, and then our um, county administrators, so Renee Obermuller, um, and, and she was a part of that process as she starts to step down, and Cameron Duff, our new administrative director, stepped in, so, um, and getting him kind of trained up on that process as well, so, um, you know, they, they take care of the scheduling for those meetings and the budget binders, and um, so, yeah. Yeah, kudos to those folks. So much, I mean, there's so much work that goes into this process that people don't see. That, uh, you know, it's one of those instances where someone spends so much time on this document and then presents it, and uh, they're never really thanked. So I want to thank everybody out there who really put the blood, sweat, and tears mm -hmm. into a budget this year because it is not easy to do. And, and all of our department heads came well prepared to discuss their budgets, share where they saw increases, decreases. Um, so, so thank you to them as well. Were there any surprises, anything that you didn't expect to see in the budget and all of a sudden, poop, there it is? You know, I wouldn't necessarily consider them surprises, but you, you had a lot of um, cost increases in, in the physical things. You know, um, when you're looking at a small project uh, um, or, you know, just outfitting an office, uh, replacing office chairs. The the price of those commodities have, have gone up. Um, I think even more than we anticipated, knowing that the prices of everything have gone up. It's right. still... Um, it's, you plan for something? Up. Yeah, and... right. But as far as surprises, I don't think so, which um, once again speaks to the elected officials and department heads that keep that constant communication with commissioners throughout the year. So when they see something coming, even if it's not budget season, um, they're like, ah, we're going to have to address mm -hmm. this soon. Mm -hmm. And um, then you, ha you have that idea planted in your head. So when you actually sit down for those budget meetings, um, there's really not much of a surprise. There's just more education. And how many meetings did it really take this year where the budget was the absolute priority of conversation? I, I would say, you know, the ones that we're a part of, probably 15 to 20 yeah. meetings yeah because um, it's it's at least one meeting with every department head sometimes a follow-up meeting yeah. um but then 
all of those folks' follow-up meeting, right? Yeah. And, and Renee and Cameron and um, Kenny Custis in our HR department, they're working on meetings to figure out what health insurance costs are going to be this upcoming year. So those are just our meetings. Wow. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, there's a lot. When it comes to insurance in. and the way that it changes around at times and policy shift, I do not envy the individual who's got to deal with that. Yeah, and you know, you said surprises. I guess the one surprise for me was the number of budget amendments that we had to address this year. Now, I could be wrong. I don't remember as sheriff listening to the commission um, consider as many budget amendments, but um, I think there was eight or nine of them. That and that 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 just means that we needed to a- adjust the current budget that ended June thirty first, June thirtieth. Sorry, um, because there was there was issues with the budgeting process and mm-hmm. almost every one of those come down to the supply chain issue because yeah. your project that should have been done in six months is now taking 24 months so then you're continuing that process into a next budget year and um you know yeah uh, we with, weren't planning on twenty five thousand dollars of sand and sandbags that, right <laughs> you know? yeah. yes yeah yes. things pop yeah. up <laughs> yep, correct and not exactly slush funds sitting around anywhere <laughs> yeah. that we could just throw money at uh, now, uh, what was Sheridan County's total budget uh, this year? So it looks like oh, my glasses with me, and my arms aren't long enough. <laughs> Twenty-eight million eight hundred ninety thousand and change, um, with the um, the number in front of me. About I, off the top of my head, I want to say around nine thousand of that is um, that continued capital improvement stuff that we've started, even up to. 24 months ago, but um, really in the last budget session. So, um, you know, a, a budget that was normally around 20 million is now up to that 29. And um, it, I think it, you know, obviously I won't be here next year, but I think that's um, something we won't see again next year as we mm-hmm. get these projects done, then that budget will come back so, down. So, yeah, our, our revenue came in at about 24.8 million. And as Alan mentioned, our expenditures were about 28.9 million. And a large part of that is that ARPA funding that we received that went to, to capital construction yeah. projects. Boy, that supply chain issue. Uh, well, issues, it's not just yeah. one. Uh, it really threw a, a wrench in the machine of everything over the last couple of years, extending these projects out. And time is money, unfortunately. Well, and and the, the weather actually this year oh yeah having to deal with water issues before you can actually get started on construction um i know that that's delayed delayed some of the projects at the courthouse now uh, what's our largest expenditure within within the county um the largest line item budgets are the sheriff's office and detention which are two separate budgets um that come to just close to six million um so they're you know, historically, the sheriff's office and the detention center have been about one third of the county's entire budget. Um, and you know, you look at the the sheriff's office side of it; the majority of that is, um, uh, you know, it's a customer service um, organization, and the majority of that is through salaries and benefits. Um, the detention side of things, um, there's a lot more costs associated with that, with medical care. Um, uh, the housing and the food and the things like that. So there's contracting with, um, you know, other vendors provide those services and so forth. So, um, that, that detention budget, uh, is over 3 million a year, um, to, to house up to 110 inmates throughout the year. Well, and I think that's traditionally kind of always been that when just oh, about yeah. everywhere, every county kind of deals with the same thing. Correct. Right. Sheriff's office is going to kind of get the lion's share of this. Uh, now, which which department requires the least amount of funding? 
and, yeah. and of the expenditures. So the, the lowest elected office budget is the coroner's budget, which um, we're looking at about 240000 a year budgeted for this upcoming, or the, I guess the year that we're in right now, the 23-24 budget year, about $240,000. <laughs> you know that that's not much at all really yeah now yeah. are there any capital improvement projects on there that we've not discussed in the past i don't think so um well, these have been on the list for a few years um right yeah we've um i think we've chatted about about all of these we did i'm not sure if we talked about impact 307 our business the business incubator um you know, they needed some sidewalk replaced, just maintenance type of work, um, door upgrade, that sort of thing. So I don't know if we talked about that one specifically. Um, continue to put in those backup generators. Um, we're working on public health for fiscal year 24. Hmm. And those are kind of the... And yeah. the, the Brook Street project, you know, the main component right. of kicking that off is the generator for the courthouse. Right. And that generator's on on order still <laughs> we've got the pad and the infrastructure all in and they did a great job getting that all in there and now we just wait for that generator to get here so we can set it i'm gonna just throw out a theory here <laughs> supply chain issues supply chain now i'm pretty sure this is uh, one of those answers that's uh easy to come by but what is the county's largest revenue stream i got two minutes left <sighs> Is it the uh, no. traditional sales tax? Um, valuations are going up, right? So um, that's uh, so sales and property. Sales and sales property tax. taxes, yeah. 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 Now, how does and like I said, I don't have a lot of time left, but how does the county like to use their direct distribution funds? Where do you like to put those when we get them? So you know, the direct of, distribution, yeah. um, it can be used for county operations, but it can't be used for salaries, benefits, um, or additional employees. Um, so it, it goes into our operations and might go towards um, perhaps equipment, um, furniture, that, that sort of thing. One-time um, purchase type right, And deal. it's pretty small. It's $1.8 is what our direct distribution is. So, um, yeah, but definitely... Ma make sure we follow the rules on how we can spend that right. absolutely now now that's your share right the 1.8 million yes. counties yeah yeah and that is in in total what we get or is that the because i believe they pay in a biennium right so that's, that's the total per year <laughs> okay and, and that's and that's an increase over just recently because that uh um, direct distribution went up with the last legislative session. It went up a little bit. Which I love to so, hear. I'm sorry, but I love direct distribution. I think that's a good place to put a lot of tax funds. Commissioners, it's always a pleasure. It's great seeing you again. I hope to see you again in the future, sir. Thanks, Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Blake. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Share it.
Another great summer event is coming up soon, the Sheridan County Fair. Fair and livestock exhibitions are the foundation for agricultural promotion and a time to remind everyone of the key role that agriculture plays in our local economy and daily lives. It provides opportunities for youth and adult education. The First Federal Bank and Trust family would like to extend congratulations to all the youth who worked so hard all year long to be able to show at the County Fair. Community is the heart of First Federal. First Federal Bank and Trust, true community banking for over 88 years. Member FDIC. Mossholder's Design Center is making room for brand new dining room sets and brand new bedroom groups. So for the next two weeks, every piece of dining room and bedroom furniture is on sale. Update your master bedroom or finally finish that guest room. Whether you just need a couple nightstands or an entire bedroom group, all bedroom furniture is on sale, even special orders. Choose from a wide range of dining sets, small enough for just two or four people, or go large with solid wood sets that can accommodate eight to ten guests. That's Mossholder's Bedroom and Dining Sale going on now. Mossholder's Furniture is our passion. Delicious McDonald's deals are now more fun, more accessible, and better than ever through the McDonald's mobile app. The app is now the only place you can earn My McDonald's reward points on every McDelivery order. Plus, you can get those free McDonald's rewards you earn delivered, too. Just order, relax, and enjoy. McDonald's will bring your faves to you. Just go to the Google Play or Apple App Store and download the new McDonald's mobile app and start saving. Download it now. McDonald's shared in Buffalo and Gillette. The Sheridan Farmer's Market is back for another great season at Whitney Commons Park. You'll find local produce, meat, eggs, coffee, baked goods, and outstanding locally crafted items this Thursday and every Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m. through September 14th. See the best our hardworking local producers have to offer at the Sheridan Farmer's Market Thursday evenings at Whitney Commons Park. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. And remember, please leave your pets at home. You know that old saying that whatever you do, give 100% unless you're giving blood, that is? Well, the same goes for you fixing up or tuning up your 4 before or side-by-side because you won't do it. And if you do do it, you'll do it wrong. Handle Service Center to the rescue. Just bring your machine to Handles on Heartland Drive and they'll fix it up, tune it up, and zoom it up. Easy-peasy, non-greasy. Handle Service Center on Sheridan's Heartland Drive. They'll turn your 4 before into a trailblazing beast that even Bigfoot would envy. Are you ready for the hottest deals in town? Get ready to save big on Hot Buys exclusively on SheridanMedia.com. Local retailers are offering incredible discounts with bidding starting at a jaw-dropping half off of retail value. Certificates to restaurants like the Warehouse Gastro Pub and Mr. Jim's Pizza. To gambling, event tickets, and beauty certificates, we have it all. Don't miss out on the chance to score amazing deals. Hurry, the auction ends at 8 p.m. sharp tonight. Visit SheridanMedia.com today and start bidding. Your wallet will thank you. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio.